customers are becoming more diverse, so it makes sense for IT companies and the IT industry to be also diverse. For me, it's a no-brainer. I've seen it. I've experienced it. I've seen what I brought to the team. I could bring something that was not there. I'm Sean Cheatham, Chief Sales Officer at Hayes Technology, and this is our podcast called How Did You Get That Job? that explores the secrets behind career success in the tech industry. In this episode, we are joined by Alejandro DiPolito, Head of Customer Engineering, Manufacturing, and Industry for Google Cloud. Alejandra, or Ali as she likes to be called, will be talking about how she moved continents and the workplace cultural challenges she faced, along with her thoughts towards the future of diversity in the technology industry. So Ali, when did you know that technology was the career for you? It's quite a funny story. I actually wanted to pursue an engineering degree. I always loved maths, but I had never done any programming or computing. My dad had worked for Olivetti company doing some programming. So he said to me, why don't you look into IT and technology? It's a very interesting field. And this was back in the early 1990s. And so the engineering university that I was going to go through had 10 or 12 different engineering fields. One of them was information systems engineering And I looked into it and I decided that due to the future of IT, the future field of work as well, I thought that would be a good career to look into. And that's how I started. So I didn't really have any previous experience of programming or technology specifically. I just really liked maths. I studied a six-year degree in, in engineering in IT. Yeah, that's back in the day for Y2K. Technology was booming at the time. Makes sense. Yes. How about giving us a little bit of your career to date? How did you get to where you are today? So I started my career while I was studying university. Back in Argentina, you can study in the evenings and work during the day, which is great because by the time you graduate, you have fairly good experience. So I started as software developer, programmer. I did that for three years. And then I moved to what is now called sales engineering or pre-sales engineering. That was working for an American IT company called Informix, then was bought by IBM. And then I moved to EMC. So in Informix, I had experience of database. It was a database company and data warehousing. And then when I moved to EMC, that was a storage infrastructure company. And then after two years in EMC, I moved to London. I came back to EMC, which was later bought by Dell. And now I am at Google Cloud. So I've been at Google Cloud for a bit more than a year and a half now. So yes, a lot of time in sales engineering roles, which I love. I'm very passionate about. So big company to big company to big company to big company. Yeah. That's fantastic. You work for some very well-known brands within the IT industry. I mean, can you draw any similarities between all of those and the roles that you've had? Yes, there is definitely similarities. They were all 
in the field or roles that are called solutions engineering or technology consultant or customer engineering or sales engineering, which is pre-sales. So it's a technical support for sales, but the sales is about serving customers' businesses. So it's about architecting solutions that help customers solve business problems. And what I love about the sales engineering function is that, number one, you need to understand and know the technology that you are working with. Number two is you need to understand the customer and the industry needs, their competitors and your customers' customers as well. And number three is you need to develop what we call soft skills. So listening skills, communication, presentation, building trust. So there is a people skills side to the role as well. I love that blend of technology with business, with professional skills that this role requires. It's like the best of all worlds, right? You get to sell and be technical at the same time, craft solutions. Yeah. Exactly. You spent quite some time at Dell. You moved continents from Argentina. What was the challenge? What was that experience like? What did you come away from that, not only professionally, but the cultural challenges of that? Yeah. When I first arrived, it was quite a big cultural shock. I didn't feel like from a communication perspective, even though I knew English, I could not communicate as well as I wanted to in a pre-sales role. So I started working for a shop while I studied a master's in London, just to get to feel more confident with the language and also the culture. That helped me a lot. And then I started applying for jobs in my area. It took me a year to get an offer. When I got an offer, I got three at the same time. You know, reflecting back, I realized throughout that year that I was, for example, talking too much in interviews because that's the way you do it in Argentina. We are like Italians. We talk a lot. I was probably overwhelming my interviewers. They were asking something. And instead of just going to the point, I was expanding and going through different sides of the story. So that's something that I realized that I had to change. I can say that I developed that sense that not everyone is used to doing things the same way. I mean, another quick story is that not long after joining EMC in London, my boss was sitting just across in the other desk in front of me. And he sent me an email asking me for something. And I thought, oh my God, he doesn't want to talk to me. It's something that in Argentina would have never happened. They would always talk to you in person. Someone who is sitting one and a half meters away from you would never send you an email. I think in the beginning, that was to me a bit of a surprise. But over time, I realized it's just the cultural differences. That's how my daughter communicates with everybody. (laughs) The normal, right? Today, yes. Being a woman in technology obviously a largely male-dominated space. What challenges have you encountered along the way? When I joined EMC in the UK, I was probably the only female sales engineer in a group of maybe around 100 people. Now, that was not the case in Argentina, though. Both at university and at work, we were much more balanced. So that was a bit of a surprise for me. Now, obviously, people were super helpful. For me, it was not just gender. I was part of the minority, but I was also from another continent as well. 
So they did help me a lot in understanding informal English and things like that. I think the biggest challenge for me was at a time when I had my two kids, they were very young. And a manager I had at one time had not had the experience of a dual career household. So both parents working. And because he always had, in this case, his wife at home, he didn't understand or was not aware of the challenges that you can have, the flexibility you need having two very young kids. So I did have a time when I felt an outsider, I have to say. I felt like all the other people in my team, and it was when I was a manager, had different ways to see things and the way they saw things were the way they thought was the good way. So it was difficult to get an understanding sometimes. But I have to say that was for a short period of time. Then I moved to another role. And on the most, I've always been highly supported and very happy working with everyone, really. You bring up being a mother in tech in your role. What advice would you give our listeners today about that experience? (sighs) Probably a couple. Number one is don't panic. For any woman who is career-focused, their partner are also career-focused. They are going to have a baby. It can be done. So it's possible. It's hard work. And sometimes, bear in mind, I had all my extended family in Argentina, so I didn't have real support of any kind in the UK. It is possible. You become very productive and over time and in the future, it's uh, very fulfilling. My two kids tell me they are very proud of me. So even though when they were young, I did have times when I felt guilty working, they now assure me that I inspire them. And that's so nice to hear. So go for it. I did have a time, especially after having my second baby, that I thought very seriously about having a career break or leaving my job. But I didn't do that. And I I'm happy I didn't. Great. Well, we're glad you didn't either. Then we wouldn't be here today, right? Having a conversation. Yes. And my career exponentially grew after having kids. It's when I moved into leadership and I got excellent opportunities. So I don't know whether it has something to do with it, but I can see the curve in my career going up and up once I had kids. What about diversity now? I mean, do you see a change from today compared to back then? When I left Dell, which was many, many years after I started in the UK, the team was 25 to 30% female in the team I was then leading for the UK. And my current team in the UK, same is 30%. So I do see, in general, all types of diversity. I'm a huge believer of not just gender diversity, but cultural, multinational, age, diversity, skills. And it just makes the team so much more rich, different perspectives, different opinions, different ways of doing things. I'm really glad to have a very diverse team. London has that benefit as well. So many nationalities here. Mental health, happiness, keys to success at work, obviously. How do you focus on your own personal well-being? Two things. One is physical. So you need to sleep well. You need to be disciplined to eat well. Obviously, exercise. So all the basic things. 
for me, important things is to have sunshine because I come from a very sunny place. So I feel during the winter in the UK, I suffer. So I try to have a break and go to the sun whenever I see it, for example. So it's about knowing yourself. So the physical part is very important. Uh, the second part is your mind. So positive thinking. I do yoga. Sometimes if you if you are feeling negative or imposter syndrome or those type of things, I turn it around and I think, no, they should be happy to have me and start thinking a positive thought. And that makes a, a change and a difference. Maybe you could share with our listeners one of your proudest career highlights. Yeah. So from a career perspective, I would say that being able to lead the team of customer engineers, a team of around 100 people that I had joined 12 years before in the UK, something that makes me very proud and very successful in business and people happiness as well. In terms of the team, I'm very proud to see a lot of people that I've hired and helped develop today be directors or senior leaders wherever they are working. That's something that makes me very happy. And then from a customer perspective, I would say there was a time when a customer wanted to hire me and they kept asking me my opinion in terms of very important business decisions, even hiring decisions. And that trust, it's something that I always remember and made me very proud at that time. Let's talk about your career and focus on your position at Google Cloud. What does the head of customer engineering, manufacturing, and industry do? Yeah, lots of things. So <laughs> <laughs> I explained what a customer engineer does, which is effectively to serve our customers by providing solutions with the technology we built at Google. What I do is head up a team of customer engineers. So they are experts in different areas. And what I need to ensure is that we have the right people to serve our customers and our business, achieve our goals, and cover the needs that we have to get there, really. So it has a degree of running the team and ensuring that the team have everything they need. They are the experts, I'm not. And then it has a degree of business, understanding where to put the focus and the strategy and priorities to reach our goals. And it has a degree of customers, working with customers, being a point of escalation if there is any problem. So it's a multidimensional role. But when you become a leader, you go from the day-to-day, -day more tactical work to a more strategic, long-term planning type work. You talk about that shift from tactical to strategic. I mean, what does that look like on a day-to-day -day basis? Day-to-day, -day, probably many meetings. No day looks like another so there is, for example, customer roundtables that we may be doing about different topics. There is going to be meetings with internal stakeholders and different parts of the business, be it strategy and operations, obviously with sales leadership, then obviously internally with the teams as well. Yes, and meetings with customers. So there is a lot going on. And obviously you have to dedicate time I put focus time for thinking every day in the morning and I put time for studying as well. So you need to 
set aside time for studying. I'm currently preparing for a certification. That's also part of the job. But do you get to roll up your sleeves from time to time? I would say if you are talking about technical expertise, no. But if you are talking about preparing a plan for guiding my team on how we are going to be achieving the goals, yes. In terms of building a proposal for a customer, that's led by my team. And what I do is more of a review and advice. What's it like to work for a company like Google? Well, I love it. (laughs) It's very collaborative and innovative mindset. It's a company that has a huge degree of focus on respecting each other and respecting the user, the customer, and the opportunity. And it's a company whereby everyone can have an opinion and opinions are listened. It doesn't always come from the top. As leaders, we always listen to our team. And that is, I think, something that makes it a much better place to work. But also the technology, the innovation, the fact that it's a company of engineers is amazing for me. You've obviously worked for some big companies, so I'm sure our listeners would want to know, what are the benefits, in your opinion, to working in big tech? There is probably a number of benefits. Obviously, you have all the benefits. There is a lot of support in studying. Any study that could be job-related or even non-job-related. There is the fact that my kids now know where I work. (laughs) That could be not always the case, and they love that. I mean, both have a different perspective. If you work for a small startup, you have to do many different things. You have to be always very active, very dynamic. I would say in this particular case, Google is like a big startup because you have to be very dynamic and doing many things at the same time. Not all the big companies are the same. In the case of Google, it's a new ideas, experimentation mindset. So it, it depends. I'm just curious. I mean, throughout your career, was there someone who stood out to you as a mentor or somebody who maybe took you under their wing to help you? Many, probably mostly male mentors. But over the years, I've realized how important mentorship and sponsorship are in one's career. To the point where at the moment, I probably have four or five mentors and I mentor four or five people. So mentoring for me is huge, and I would definitely advise anyone to look at it. And we will not get on with everyone, right? So some mentors will help more than others, but you can always get something from everyone. So you can learn different things from different people, and that's what I love. I even have a mentor who is a reverse mentor. So it's someone who is much younger, is what you would call a digital native, and helping me in areas that I struggle with, that person is amazing at. And it's a bit like a mutual mentoring. We mentor each other, but she mentors me more than I mentor her. And is one of my best mentors. Let's look through the future. How do you think the role as the head of customer engineering, manufacturing, and industry at Google Cloud going to change in the coming years? Well, as you said, it's now going to change and I'm going to be moving back to Argentina. So it's going to be a big change in readjusting back to my home country and the culture of South America. 
as a role, it really varies depending on the market size, the type of customers, the needs of the market and the business. I would say it's always moving from focusing more on the technical side to focusing more on the business side to then developing those soft skills and professional skills areas. So with those multi-dimensions, I think overall that will continue. But the technology keeps evolving and the market is very competitive. So if anything is going to continue to be demanding with a big focus on growth. Sure. What advice would you give to our listeners right now who may aspire to be in your role one day? I would say get out of your comfort zone, go for it, because IT is a fantastic area. It's a hugely fulfilling career. If they want to develop into a customer engineering position, start looking into certifications, develop the technical side, but also think about understanding particular industries that can help you in regards to a customer engineering role. And obviously the soft skills as well. If you want to develop into leadership, I would say you need to add the dimension of managing people and then becoming more strategic. So going from a manager to a leader, being more inspirational and just try new things. It's only when you try and you go there that you see what works for you. You talked about hiring people, seeing them develop, how proud you are. That was a, a highlight in your career. I mean, what do you look for in people who are trying to join your organization? In that particular program that I developed for early career, and in general, I look for learning potential and someone who has the soft skills and the people skills to develop that trust with customers. Not so much at that point, I look for technical experts but the attitude was very important. People who really wanted to learn and progress. And that was probably one of the top things I looked into, that keenness and willingness to study, to learn, and can-do attitude for me is very important. So my lack of technology wouldn't keep you from hiring me, huh? No. <laughs> Good to know. You've built an early training program to promote diversity and culture. How did you go about this and what are the key elements you're wishing those who attend gain from it? So it was a way to develop great people into great customer engineers or sales engineers. We would hire people who came from another job, so would be second job hires or graduates, and they wouldn't necessarily be IT hires. They could be construction architects. We had a lot of mechanical engineers. So as long as, again, they had an analytical mindset and they wanted to learn, and we saw that they could be great at presenting and talking and listening and all those things that are needed, then we put them through a two-year program that I developed. It was a rotational program, so they would work with different teams, different customers. And then by the end of the two years, they would be amazing customer engineers. So it helped hire many more women and people from different backgrounds, different careers into this amazing field. It was very successful. You know, with that focus on diversity... How do you think that impacts the tech industry as a whole for the future? Well, I think that customers are becoming more diverse. 
So it makes sense for IT companies and the IT industry to be also diverse. We want to be able to get different perspectives, different ways of seeing things. For me, it's a no-brainer. I've seen it. I've experienced it. I've seen what I brought to the team when I joined the UK team. I could bring something that was not there. And so I'm a huge supporter of this. And I think IT is a fantastic field. I'm glad to see that in Google, we are really focused on that area. It's not just diversity, but it's also equality as well and inclusion. Sure. And for those who have a non-traditional background, maybe somebody listening right now, what would you say to those people if they're thinking about a career in technology? Yeah, I would say don't stop yourself. It's something that everyone can do. I heard many people that came from non-traditional IT backgrounds and they are one of the best people I have. So it shouldn't limit anyone. It's a field that is growing so much. If you look at artificial intelligence, machine learning, the use cases are more related to the business and the industry rather than IT itself. Data analytics, AI, ML are all being democratized, meaning you don't need to be an expert to use that technology or to learn that technology. It's becoming easier and easier. So definitely go for it. It's a great field. And finally, Ali, we talked about you changing jobs, moving back to Argentina. How does this help you influence your long-term personal goals for your career? Yes, good question. I'm never someone who has a really clear five and 10 year plan. I am someone who grabs opportunities and makes the most of them. And someone who likes new challenges. And as I said before, gets myself out of my comfort zone every now and then. So I'm really excited about taking this new role for Argentina and Uruguay. And I want to continue to push myself. I want to continue to learn. And yeah, I don't know what the future will bring, but I'm very excited about it. That was Alejandro DiPolito, the head of customer engineering, manufacturing and industry at Google Cloud. She talked about the challenges of moving from Argentina to London and having to adapt to a different communication style, like talking too much in an interview. She sees the role of customer engineer as the best of all worlds by getting to be a technologist, but also interacting with clients to help them solve real world problems. And lastly, her thoughts on diversity. She knows what the value of having different people and voices can bring to an organization because she lived it for herself. And now she's ensuring that this lives on through her team. Thank you for listening and join us next time where we will be speaking to another inspirational person from technology. I'm your host, Sean Cheatham, Chief Sales Officer at Hayes Technology. And you've been listening to How Did You Get That Job? To find out more about Hayes Technology, visit our website at hayestechnology.com. And hit follow at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.